0: I know you're going to love her. I know you're going to love her show. That's Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. Go subscribe today and watch your life be changed. Hey, what's up, rehabs across the world? I'm hyped today. Like, I was just sitting in my car talking to myself, and I realized that I wasn't recording the podcast. I was like, "Uh, let me turn on this podcast. And yes, I'm in my car. I think it should be a joke now, like, where is Trent going to record the podcast next? Maybe on the toilet? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I was in my house, and my kids would not let me be great. They were yelling, screaming, you know, playing around, doing the things kids do. So I'm like, okay, I cannot record it in here. And they I say, okay, let me go to my backyard. I go to my backyard, and obviously it's Texas time. It's heat. And so flies, maybe it's Titan's poop in the backyard that Tristan hasn't picked up. Flies are flying around, so the flies wouldn't let me be great. So I was like, where can I go? Because I didn't want to, like, go back to Eagle Mountain. I didn't want to, I didn't have time for that. So I said, let me go in my car. And the car is a cool spot because I have a lot of conversations with myself in the car. And so today's podcast is brought to to you by my car. But I promise you, today is going to be real. I want to put a disclaimer. Like, some of you might get a little bit offended today. And I don't want you to get offended. I want you to get out your feelings okay? Because today's one of these podcast episodes that will really help and change your life if you really listen. But if you're in your feelings, you're going to feel like you're being attacked. And I'm not attacking you. I am trying to help you, okay? And also, I want you to use your common sense because sometimes we can take things out of context. So don't take things out of context today. But this is something that I asked you guys about this week. I was like, hey, what do you want me to talk about in the podcast? I was like, I'm thinking about talking about this. And you guys were like, Trent, yes, talk about that, please. So, I'm going to talk about it. Before we get started, I want to send a shout out to Meg underscore Tay. Okay, this is the podcaster, rehabber, listener of the week. It's M-E-G-G underscore T-A-Y-Y on Instagram. And I want to send a shout out to you because I've seen you not just share, not just talk about the podcast, but I've seen you apply it. I've seen you work through it, and I'm super proud of you and I want to tell you guys like make sure I know a lot of you hit up me on Instagram which is great keep doing that but make sure you hit up at rehab time we got a lot of cool things coming like even giving out my number pretty soon and the rehabbers are going to get it first hint hint but I'm also in the inbox on at rehab time also I spent some time in there and so that inbox isn't as flooded, I'll tell you right now. So you might have a better chance of getting in contact with me and me hitting you up saying, hey, I'm about to FaceTime you. And I do that, guys. Like I'm pretty sure if you follow me on Instagram, you know I do. And Instagram has a feature. It's not on mine for some reason, but it has a feature on at Rehab Times. And some of you have it where I can actually FaceTime you through Instagram, okay? So make sure you're spreading the word at Trent Sheldon at Instagram. And thank you guys for continuing to share. I'm going to say this every episode because, again, I have people every single week that say, Trent, I needed this. All right, so let's get right into this. Let me, I'm trying to like ease into this and not be so like uh, right in your face, but I gotta be it. I wanna talk about today being an enabler. What's up rehabbers across the world? Welcome to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Throughout my career, from the NFL to sold out stages, speaking to thousands, I built up a toolkit to break through negative mindsets, let go of what's holding you back and start rehabbing your life. And every show is gonna be jam-packed with tips, tricks, and tools to push you forward. I'm always going to be real with you and give you the 100% truth, even when it's going to pierce your heart. This is me, Trent Shelton. Straight up. Yeah, helper versus enabler. And I just want to jump out the gate and say this. If you're enabling people, you're not helping their life. There's a major difference, okay? There's a major difference between helping someone versus enabling someone. I believe helping is doing something for someone that they can't do, right? They physically can't do it. And there's times in our lives where, you know, we help people. But then there's times in our lives where people get so used to our help that they end up using us. They end up taking advantage of us. And then it turns into enabling. So helping is doing something for someone that they can't do, enabling is doing something for someone that they can do. Again, there's certain situations where you have to help people. And I'm not telling you, because I want to get this out the gate, I'm not telling you to stop being a helper. I'm not telling you to stop having a good heart because I have a good heart. I love helping people. You guys know that. But one thing that I won't do is I won't be taken advantage of. I will not continue to be used. I will show you how to do it. It's like the great parable, and I'm sure I'm paraphrasing this, but the great parable. If you teach a person, if you catch a person's fish for them, you will feed them for the night. But if you teach a person how to fish, you will feed them for life. And what a lot of us, what we end up doing is that we keep doing it for the person. And that person becomes dependent on us. And when a person is dependent on you, you're not doing their life any justice, you're doing their life a disservice because they never learn how to do it. I call it the training wheel mentality. You know, I'm not gonna tell Tristan's age when he got off his training wheels because he would kill me. <laughs> but Tristan wanted to learn how to ride a bike, and he w- he got into the like uh, the electric scooters and all that. So it took him a little while longer to learn how to ride because he wanted to do the cool stuff before he learned how to ride a bike. And so we took off the training wheels, and I was helping him. Right, I was telling her, hey, I'm gonna help you for a little bit. And I'm gonna tell you about Ray the movie in a second because it really taught me. Like when Ray's mother talked to Ray, and I'll just go ahead and go into it right now. If you've never seen the movie Ray with Jamie Foxx, Ray Charles's movie, I learned something so powerful. When Ray became blind as a kid, his mother said, you know, he was struggling. And his mother said, Listen, the world's not gonna have sympathy for you. Like you're gonna have to learn how to figure it out. The world is not gonna give you anything. And I might not be here. There might become a there might become a time in your life where I'm not here for you to lean on or you to depend on. So I have to teach you because if I don't teach you, then you're never going to learn how to do it for yourself. And I didn't prepare you for life. And so many times as parents and as friends and as people, we don't prepare our kids. What we do is we enable our kids and they grow up entitled. And we have a lot of people in this world that's entitled. We have entitled kids. We have entitled adults feeling like the world owes them something. And so Ray's mother said, hey, you know, I'll show you how to do it once. I'll even show you how to do it twice. But after that, it's on you. You have to figure it out. You have to bump your head. You have to fall down. So I took that same mentality to Tristan. Listen, I'm not some tough guy that's like, hey, do it by yourself. I don't care. I'm going to help you. But I understand what true help is. True help is helping the person become dependent on themselves. And so as we're riding the bike, I'm holding Tristan up, right? I mean, if you ever have a kid or teach somebody how to ride a bike, you're holding them, trying to get them to find their balance. And then I realized after a while that Tristan was so dependent on me holding his bike that he wasn't learning how to balance for himself. And so I said, okay, well, this, the, he had his helmet on, his, his elbow pads on. And I said, Tristan, you're going to have to learn how to do it yourself, bro. I've taught you how to do it, but you're dependent on me right now. And so I let the bike go. And he started to stumble. He fell down one or two times. But once he fell, he felt how it, how it felt. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. He felt how it felt to fall down on the ground and it hurt. And so he tried even harder to figure it out. But he never would have figured it out if I would have kept on holding the bike and helping him balance. And so I had to take the training wheels off. And some of us, what we're doing in people's lives, we're keeping the training wheels on their life, period. We won't let them figure it out. And they're always depending on us. I tell people all the time, listen, I want you to depend on God and yourself. I don't want you to depend on me. I am here to help you, but I am not here to enable you. It's like with a child walking, with Marley. She's not able to walk yet. And y'all might say, man, Trent is a drill sergeant. Absolutely not. But I understand the big picture of life. I want to prepare anybody who comes in contact with me, any friend, any family member. I want to prepare them for life. And if you're continuously doing the things that someone should be doing for themselves, how are you helping them in their life? You're not. And some of us, we do that for a significance thing because some of us, it makes us feel good when we have people depend on us. I know I'm preaching to somebody right now. And so we want to keep doing for our kids. We want to keep doing for our friends. We want to keep doing for whatever. And listen, to each his own, I'm not telling you to stop doing, but if they never learn how to swim, they have a great chance of drowning. Okay, and I'm going to tell you a story in a second about that. Actually, I'll go right into that story and I'll go back to Marley. So I remember when I was younger, and don't call CPS on my dad, but I remember when I was younger, we would have life vests, right? And we would swim. My dad would take us, I remember, to Holiday Inn and Kenner, Louisiana. We would go to the holiday. and We have so much fun. And my dad, (laughs) my dad's method of teaching us how to swim was like, listen, all right, you're going to keep this life jacket on. We're going to get the flow down. We're going to, you know, how to move your hands, how to kick your feet. But after a while, we're going to take the life jacket off. (laughs) And I'm going to just throw you into the deep end. I'm not going to lie. I knew the day was coming where the deep end, the throw into the deep end was arriving. And I was scared. Like I probably peed on myself that day. I was probably like, I don't know, six, seven years old. And I had older brothers, so I always wanted to keep up with them. And they were just watching, like, "Man, I went through this process before." It's the deep end day where my dad throws you into the deep end. Um, so my dad is so funny thinking about this. So my dad said, "Today's the day," and I was like, "All right." So we took off the life vest, and he knew something to to just paint this picture. He knew as long as I kept the life vest on, then I wasn't really gonna be confident in my ability to swim. How many of us right now can relate to that, whether it's in our lives where we've experienced it or somebody else's, is that you're keeping a life vest on them and they're never going to be confident to do that thing. They're never going to be confident to go achieve that dream. They're never going to be confident to go out and fail and go out and try because if they always have a, a crutch to lean on, and I, I keep saying this because I don't want y'all to take this out of context. You should be there when someone needs you to be, all right, but there's a fine line between being there when someone truly, truly needs you and then being there when someone feels uncomfortable and so they go back to you. Back to the story. My dad throws me out in the water and I'm panicking at first because I have no life vest on. But then after a few seconds, guess what? I learned how to swim. My dad was right there. My brothers were there. Like I thought they were like, I was by myself. But obviously if I would have started sinking, they would have jumped in. And my dad told me, he said, you know what? You learned how to swim today. And he he told me, he said, remember this in life. Sometimes you got to take off the life jacket in order to understand how much confidence and how strong you truly are. You got to take off the life jacket. I remember when I was getting cut from the NFL and I was dead broke, guys, like I was broken and broke. And most people thought I had money because I'm an NFL player, all these things. And every time my parents and friends asked me, hey, do you need some? And listen, I don't want you to turn away help that you definitely need. Everybody's not going to adapt this mentality. I understand that. We're all in different places. So please don't take this out of context. I don't want a million messages like Trent, blah, blah, blah. But I knew in my life, in order to get to the next level, I couldn't have crutches in my life. I couldn't have bridges in my life that I knew I can go back down. So I had to burn the bridge of depending on other people for my life. And so many times we expect people to do something for us that we aren't even willing to do for ourselves. We expect people to make it happen for our life when it's our life. And so I knew if I would have took the help from my parents, if I would have took the help from other people, I knew in the back of my mind, I would have never reached my potential. I would have never like stepped out and took off the life vest and jumped into the water because I knew I could always depend on them. So I said, I'm good. And I had to go through life figuring it out. I had to go through trial. I had to go through error. I had to go through times where I didn't have much. And I know if I would have kept those crutches in my life, I would have never found the greatest version of myself. So I want y'all to think about that. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do is letting someone jump into the deep end. Sometimes the greatest thing you can do is cut off that that rope of help and say, or take off those training wheels or be like Ray's mother in the movie and say, you know what, you got to go do it. You know, I have that conversation with my kids all the time. Like, what's going to happen if I'm not here? So as Tristan, I'm prepping him to be a man. What's going to happen? I'm prepping him to stand on his two feet. Yes, dad will be here when you need him to be here. But I want you to figure it out. With Marley, you know, my kids, when they were walking, you know, as we know with babies, you know, we care for our kids. We don't want them to get hurt. But if we always hold our baby's hand when they're learning how to walk, eventually we have to let go. So they can figure out how to balance in their own life. But if you keep holding their hand they're never going to be confident that they can walk by themselves. They're never going to be confident in their own shoes. And so, yeah, they might, Marley, well, Marley's not walking yet, but Maya's fell down, Tristan has fell down. I fell down in my life and I felt how it felt to fall down, how much it hurt. And I was like, I don't want to do that more. So I'm going to try my best to make this happen with my life. I want you to understand this quote. You can't keep carrying on your back somebody that's capable to walk by your side. I'm going to say that again. Stop carrying people on your back that is capable to walk by your side. You can't keep holding the umbrella for somebody who keeps creating their own storms. You can't keep saving somebody that, want, that don't want to be saved. There comes a point when you got to be like, man, this is draining you. I'm a, I love to help people with their problems, but I'm not going to keep helping a person with their problems and their problems end up becoming my problems because they don't want to do the work to work on their own problems. Hello? You can't keep being the boat that saves them when they're allowing those problems in their life to flood their life. You can't be someone's permanent crutch because you are fighting a battle that you cannot win. And I know this might seem very rude, but I'm not gonna continue to help you not help yourself. I'm not gonna do that because I care too much about you to not teach you how to figure it out. I care too much about you to not help you as my dad did Learn how to swim in hard times, in difficult times. You need to stop doing things for someone. Listen, hear me clear. You need to stop doing things for someone when you find out. Because people always say, it's like, how do I know the difference when I'm enabling somebody versus helping somebody? I think it's this simple. When they expect it versus when they appreciate it. You need to stop doing things for someone when you find out it's expected rather than appreciate it. And sometimes when we keep giving, and I know I'm using these like, but, you know, these disclaimers, because I, I don't want y'all to take this out of context. I want you to continue to be a giver, but never let your giving become your slavery. Like never let your giving become your slavery. You should, your help should empower someone, not enable them. Your help should be like the fuel for someone, right? Not an anchor for someone, not something that really holds them back for their full potential, you know, if I kept the training wheel on Tristan's bike and I kept holding him, yeah, he might have never would have failed, but guess what? Now he's riding his bike all over the place. He, he would have never got as great as he is at riding a bike if I would have kept holding him up. As, in sports, it's the same thing. I tell Tristan, I'm going to show you once or twice how to run the route, but I'm not going to keep showing you how to do it because I want you to figure it out. I want you to become dependent on yourself. Your help should empower someone, not enable them. Your giving should give them the opportunity. Please hear me clear with this. Your giving should give them the opportunity to stand on their own two feet, not addict them to depend on you. It's healthy to be a helper, but it's destructive to be an enabler. Never feel guilty because this is what happens, man. Like when you stop, you can do a million things for someone, a million things, great things. You could provide them everything in the world. But once you stop doing that one thing, And a lot of us are afraid of the backlash when we stop doing that one thing and when we say no, because if you keep saying yes to everyone else and you're saying no to yourself, like that's not healthy. But people will try to make you guilty for saying no. As if you didn't do a million things, people will will hold you to the one thing you didn't do and it's like they forget about the million things that you did do for them. It's healthy to be a helper, but it's destructive to be an enabler. Never feel guilty for deciding not to be used no more. Never feel guilty for it. Because again, if you truly care for the people you're trying to help, you will allow them to fail. You will allow them to go on that journey of figuring it out. You will allow them not to depend on you. There's only so much you can do for people who don't want to do for themselves. There's only so much that you can truly do. And so I want you to think about this today. Are you helping someone? Are you enabling someone? If you're a person listening to this, are you allowing someone to enable you? Because I want to tell you that the more you allow someone to keep doing things for your life and to keep doing the small things and you don't want to grow up because <laughs> some of y'all might not want to hear this, but there are a lot of grown kids in the world today. There are a lot of grown kids that never grew up. There are a lot of kids that, that, that have an expectation that everybody should, you know, submit to how they feel. Everybody should do something for them. And if you're that person, you got to wake up. The world does not revolve around you. I want I want you to be clear about that. It doesn't. Nobody's obligated to do anything for you. And the more you can find confidence in doing it yourself, you know how I got great at certain things, and I'm going to be real with you, you know how I got super great at certain things, is I went out and tried it for myself. I went out and failed for myself. I went out and maybe asked for help, but I didn't depend on the help. I didn't keep going back to that person say, hey, keep helping me, keep helping me. No, I said, okay, cool. I appreciate you for giving me the advice. I appreciate you for giving me the strategy. I appreciate you for giving me the the feedback, but now I had to figure it out for myself. And that allowed me to become great because I went through the process of growing up. I went through the process of embarrassing myself. I went through the process of failing. You know, I know a lot of us, we deal with addicts. We deal with people that, you know, it's like, okay, when do we give up? You're not giving up on a person by choosing not to help them anymore. You're really fighting for them more. Like, I want to change your perspective when it comes to this. You're not giving up on someone because you're saying, okay, I'm going to allow you to figure it out. That's not giving up. That's actually giving them the permission to walk into their strength. It might not seem like that. They might not take it as that. You might not even see it as that, but that's what it truly is. You're allowing someone to stand on their own two feet. You're allowing someone to learn how to walk, but you cannot keep carrying. I'm a, I is my third time saying this quote, and this is the quote of the podcast. You cannot Keep carrying someone on your back that's capable to walk by your side. There's times in life where you got to carry that person on your back because they just can't do it. And we all need to be carried at some point. But there's a point when they can start doing it. There's a point when they can start walking by your side. There's a point when they can actually grow up. There's a point. So when you change your perspective and say, okay, I'm actually helping this person, by allowing this person to go see the world, by allowing this person to go fail a little bit, by allowing this person to fall flat on their face. I'm actually helping them because I can tell you this thing about the human being, or us as humans, we don't like to fall down. We don't like to go through pain. We don't like to be hurt. And if we always have that safety net that somebody's going to catch us when we fall, then we're going to keep doing the same things that's causing our fall. We're going to keep doing the same things that's causing our destruction. That's causing our toxic behavior. That's causing our dependency. We're going to keep doing those things because we know there's a net. Somebody's going to catch us before we fall. But when you fall flat on your face, that's why I always say the truth sometimes hurts, but it always helps. When you fall flat on your face, you're like, that hurt. (laughs) I'm not falling flat on my face no more. I'm going to figure this thing out because I see that nobody's going to catch me. You might feel a little bit insensitive and bitter towards the people around you, but it's not their fault. It's your life. And it took me falling flat on my face and me figuring out that changed my life. It took me to stop running back to the things that were comfortable for me, for me to change my life. It took me to stop running back to my dependency, for me to change my life. It took me to stop running back to my safety net, for me to change my life. And when I, once I realized that I couldn't go back, you know what I did? I started to move forward. And I started to fall down, I started to stumble. But over time, I became stronger, I became wiser, I became more intelligent, I became better, and I went from falling down to running, to flying, to achieving, And so as we wrap up this podcast, I really want you to think about that. Are you enabling someone? Again, doing something for someone that they can do for themselves, that they should be doing for themselves, that they should be figuring it out even if they can't do it for themselves. Are you a helper, right? You're actually helping somebody do something that they can't do. Helpers should never graduate till enablers. Helpers should stay helpers. But if you're graduating to enabling people, you're not really doing the right thing for their life. But like I say it in the every single podcast episode, it all starts with you. I know, I know this spoke to a lot of you. I know a lot of you might be feeling a little bit weird because maybe you've been in a place of being enabled by people. I get it. Or maybe you feel like, man, I've been enabling people so much. Please change it. Please change it. It's time for them to take that, that life vest off of from, from your help, your dependency, and let them go learn how to swim. Because there's going to come a time in life where you might not be there to help, where you might not be there to help. And what's going to happen? They're going to drown because you never gave them the chance to learn how to swim. You never took the training wheels off of their life. You never allowed them to walk and fall because you wanted to carry them on your back. It's time to stop doing that. If you got to the end of this episode, I want you to hit me up at at rehab time inbox. Now, I just want you to tell me what you learned from it. That's it. Share this if you want to. But this is one of these episodes that you really need to think about because this has helped my life in so many ways. It's helped my life, for one, personally, on the side of being enabled. It helped me become stronger, wiser, right? But also from the fact of enabling people because I have such a given heart that it can be taken advantage of. And I'm not gonna help people live a lifestyle. You know, I told somebody the other day, somebody was like, Trent, can I borrow some money? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm always giving people things. I'm okay with that. But then I start to look about what they were doing with their money. And I said, I'm not going to help you live a lifestyle that you can't afford. And that was pretty rude, but it was the truth. I'm not going to be here for you to say, oh, I'm your bank because you don't want to be disciplined in how you spend your money. So you got to figure it out because if I'm always your bank, you're never going to be disciplined in that area of your life. And I've seen people and I've seen even myself become so drained because we allow ourselves to be used. Cut it out, man cut those things out and if people got a problem with it so be it if people got a problem with you not babying them not giving them their pacifier not allowing them to use you so be it so be it this is your life too all right continue to help people but stop being enabled like i said in every single episode man it all starts with you let's get it straight up straight up It's hosted and recorded by me, Trent Shelton. The episodes are produced by Chelsea Harfouche and mixed and edited by Andrew Weller. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Straight Up with Trent Shelton is a production of The Hollis Company. Hey! so many things just go to community.com and ask for a free demo they'll show you how it works and get you your phone number it's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media everyone uses community for just that so go to check them out at community.com that's community.com let's get it hey you i got a question for you are you trying to build your community online this year if not you should. Without the rehabers across the world, there would be no trend show in the rehab time. Everyone in business is talking about the power of community because when you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so does your sales. But where is everyone managing their communities these days? A lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content, create discussions, live streams, group chats, memberships, all